Well, good morning, good morning. Would you stand with me, please? It's great to see you. Why don't you tell the person next to you, I just love your hairstyle. Uh. Hey, Ben. How you doing, mate? Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, let's just pray, shall we? Hey, we don't want just a, another message or another sermon. We want to hear the voice of God. Is that right? You know, I'm sick of sermons, quite frankly, but I like life change. I like to hear God's voice. I like something to happen. You know, I always believe in every service, something should move in our lives. Something should shift. Something should change. You should not leave here the same as you came in because you've just been with God's people and with Jesus. Something should happen. Tell the person next to you, something should happen. Yeah, something good. All right. So, Father, we pray this morning, Holy Spirit, we release you across this auditorium right now. And we pray, Father, you touch every person, would have a moment with you, an encounter with you that changes their lives, Father, forever. Father, would, they, would you let them hear your voice, what they need to hear today for what's happening in their lives and their families or wherever. So, Father, we thank you for your presence and we commit the remainder of the service to you now in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Yes. Grab a seat. Wasn't that music great this morning? Wow, I love seeing those people all getting prayed for and reaching out. You know, one of the things I've realized having been in this business since the days of Noah, so in a long time, is that the, the, the pain level in any service is way higher than you realize of individuals. People are struggling, battling. How many of you know life on planet Earth is incredibly difficult? It is a massive challenge. And so people come with hurt and struggle and pain and all that kind of stuff. And so just to take a bit of time to pray for people, it's, it's just, I think it's something that the church of Jesus Christ can offer. And you know the beautiful thing about it, the great thing about it is that we can offer more than other organizations because we're connected to Jesus. We're connected to the power of God that can actually change lives. And so what better thing could we offer society than lives being changed through praying for people and releasing the Holy Spirit? Hey, um, I've got a couple of books. My book, actually, I've got my Power Unlimited book here. This, this is actually selling very well. You may not have read it yet. But we actually got contacted the other day uh, by a um, booksellers, uh, Christian booksellers. Got 15 stores uh, nationwide. And they said, can we buy some of the copies of this? Because we want to get this out there where the people are at. And so um, it's, it, you know, it's, it's about the blood of Jesus Christ. If you know Revelation 12, 11, it says they overcame him by the, what's the first thing that you overcome by? The blood of the lamb, the blood of the lamb. And yet, how many messages do you hear on the blood of Jesus? Very rarely these days. And I think a lot of people are not getting the breakthrough they need because they don't understand the power of the blood. And this book talks about the power of the blood, how to apply the blood, practical examples of using the blood of Jesus Christ for your family. Yourself. I pray the blood of Jesus every single day of my life. So this, uh, this I know I wrote uh, Wired for the Supernatural, which is an exciting book about how to move in the power of God. But actually, I think this is more powerful. I think it's more biblically based in the sense that we need the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give two away, all right? Actually, there's a special on today. Whenever there's an Indian around, there's a special, all right? There's a special. 
So today only, they're going to be $10, all right? They're normally $15, $10 today. And this would be a fantastic Christmas present for someone. Someone you like or someone you hate. Either way, give them the power of the blood, all right? And uh, so buy one of those, but I'm going to give two away. And there's only a couple of conditions. If you put your hand up, it's going to be the first hand that goes out. But you've got to promise you're going to read it. So you've got to be a reader, all right? You've got to be a reader, okay? So the first one I'm going to give to is someone under the age of 20, all right? So you don't target the young people right now. No, 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 okay? You promise to read it, okay? And right now, you need a real breakthrough in your life. Who's that person? There you go, in the red there. Here you go. Come on out. That's you. Yeah, red and white. The Church Unlimited Colors. Come on. You've got to get this. What was your name? Ashley. Ashley. Father, I pray your a hand of blessing upon Ashley. Raise her up as a mighty young woman of God. It's going to influence many others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Bless you. All right. The second one, you have to be over 20. All right. Over 20. You promise to read it. All right. And again, you're really interested in the blood of Jesus. You're really, you know, there's something stirs in your heart. What, y'all want to know more about the blood of Jesus. Who's that? Right there. Yes? Yeah, that's you. You're the one. Come on out. The rest of you, I'm sorry, you're going to have to pay $10. But look, this, this, is, worth, this is worth more than $1,000, actually, to be honest, because it gets your breakthrough. And your name is? Robbie? Father, we pray for Robbie right now, and right now we just declare the breakthrough that she is longing for. Lord, you know all about her from beginning to end. Lord, from even before she was born, you knew where she would be at today, and we release a miracle in Jesus' name. Everyone said? God bless you. Amen. All right, all right. So I was recently in uh, India. Some of you were here last week, and... uh, Speaking at two conferences, uh, one conference, uh, probably the largest Christian organization in India, 8,000 churches. They planted 792 churches last year. Come on, Church Unlimited, we got to get going. <laughs> They're aiming at two a week, two a week. Imagine that, 450,000 followers, and I got to speak at their conference. Then I spoke at India's probably second largest church, church of 40,000 people. Oh, my. I wish I could take all you there just to see this crowd of ants crawling in. Every seat is taken, seriously, and they're sitting in the aisles because you can't fit them all in. There's 33 services during the course of the day. Uh, but anyway, so here I am at Auckland Airport, and I've got a three-hour connection in, uh, three-and-a-half-hour connection in Singapore, and uh, the plane gets delayed for an hour, and I think that's all right, got two and a half hours to go. Get delayed two hours, gets delayed three hours, and I think, okay, there's probably half an hour. We're still going to make it. We're still going to make it. Plane, they said, we'll make the plane go a bit faster, but it'll wind behind or something. They can do that. They can speed them up a little bit. Anyway, halfway through the flight, attendant attendant comes up to me, hands me a piece of paper, and I think, what on earth is this? They're telling me my new flights, because I'm not going to get the connection, and I'm not going to get to the conference on time. So I'm in Singapore, you know, up till two in the morning, finding out these different connections. I had to go up through Delhi and down to finally to Hyderabad, and I ended up there, you know, a, a day late, pretty much almost a day late. They had asked me to speak at this conference nine times. Each session is an hour and a half long, and nine times is too much. I ended up speaking seven times. By the end of the seventh time, I was absolutely exhausted. Then I realized why God delayed the plane for three hours, because he knew nine sessions was just going to be too much for me, and that seven was the right amount of time. So, you know, I feel sorry for the 360 other passengers on Air New Zealand that got held up because... 
because God was looking after his servant. He's got your back. He has got your back, folks. He's watching after you and looking after you way more than you would ever believe. In fact, his eye doesn't go off you for, for one second. He's watching over you and he's taking good care of you. Hey, um, I read a while ago that um, if you want to move forward, you've got to ask questions, all right? It's one of the keys to uh, effective learning is asking questions. Eric Smith, of the CEO of Google, said, we run this company on questions, not answers. Mm-hmm. Questions. And so if you keep asking questions, you're going to find better answers all the time. So how many of you are question askers, by the way? Any good question? Yeah, a lot of them here. How many of you got kids who ask questions? Oh, yeah. Isn't that a pain? Never ending. My son's going to be a, a, a genius because he's always asking questions. My son-in-law, sorry. Uh, not my son-in-law. My grandson. Let's get it right. Zach is going to be brilliant. So all great inventors and scientists ask questions. So Isaac Newton said, why does an apple fall from a tree? Of course, he made the great inventions after that. And uh, so recently I asked some of our staff, why do we have New Zealand and beyond our conference? How many of you have actually heard about that? Have you, think, have you heard me mention that before? Anybody heard of it? Yeah? I think a few of you have, all right? So uh, I'm going to answer that question for you today, but it's really the same answer to the question of why Church Unlimited? It's really the same question or very similar question to that. And uh, so New Zealand Beyond is the apostolic mandate on Church Unlimited that God has given us to reach New Zealand. And then how many think New Zealand needs reaching? Is that right? It needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. So New Zealand Beyond is, a, is the avenue that God has placed in on us. But I believe that God has placed a strong apostolic anointing upon Church Unlimited Kaitaia to reach beyond the four walls. And so if any campus links with New Zealand Beyond, I believe this campus in a significant way does. Church Unlimited Kaitaia is not here to be just another church in Kaitaia competing with other churches. Why would we waste our time doing that? We're here to bring transformation to Northland. We're here to change Kaitaia. And there is a mandate and an anointing on this church to do that. And so we're excited at what God is going to do in and through this congregation. And my, you're looking fantastic. This way. You're probably the best looking congregation that we have across all our campuses. I reckon you are actually. Because, it, you know, it starts with the leader. And so we've made you a really good look. I hope you appreciate that's happened for you here. So the first, I'm going to just give you some reasons why we hold this conference, and I think you will find it interesting. The first one is we hold it for you. You know, more than anything else, you and I are going to benefit most from the conference. And listen to 2 Chronicles 16, 9 says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is fully committed to him, on behalf of those who are all in. Now listen for a moment. God wants to show himself strong to people in this gathering right now, all right? So he's looking across this auditorium here for those whose hearts are fully committed to him, to those who are all in. That's exactly what that scripture says. He's looking, running to and fro. And where can I find someone who's all in, someone who's sold out, someone who's committed to me? And he said, I'm going to show myself strong 
on that behalf. Now, it's not the only people who show themselves strong, and I understand that, but there is a key factor of showing himself strong for those fully committed to him. I believe with all my heart that New Zealand and beyond will help you to be more fully committed to Jesus, to be more all in so God can show himself strong on your behalf. And you know, I want the best for you. I really do. For every person in church, I want the very best for all of you. You know what's the best I can do for you? Is to help you be all in for Jesus. Because when you're all in, when you're all in for Jesus, Jesus is all in for you. The more you give yourself to Jesus, the more he gives himself to you. The more you go out of your way for Jesus, the more he'll go out of his way for you. When you are all in, you get to live the best life possible on planet earth. Can I just say something that, you know, you know what's the greatest gift that you can give your family, your society, this church, Northland, New Zealand? Do you know what's the best gift you can give them on this planet? I'll tell you what it is, is to be passionate for Jesus, to be on fire for Jesus. That is more than giving them money, more than giving them great gifts, getting them a great education and opening this door and that door for them. The greatest gift of all is to be passionate for Jesus because that overflows into every other aspect of your life and also the life of your family, your friends and your colleagues and everyone else that you work with. Just think about that and why don't you Make a decision to be one of those all-in people. You know, to be all-in today is really hard. It's extremely challenging in today's society because everything is stacked against you. Everything out there is telling you, don't be all-in for Jesus. You know, don't, don't give yourself to, to following the Lord. And there's all the uh, attractions of the world, everything. At thro- How many of you know it's hard to be all-in for Jesus? I mean, it really is. So you've got to swim against the tide. You've got to swim upstream. It's, it's really challenging. But something like New Zealand and beyond can really help you capture something fresh from God, a fresh touch from heaven. And I'll get onto that very shortly and and have a greater um, all-in faith uh, in following Jesus. Because we all want more in life. How many of you want more from your life? How many of you, here's a question. How many of you reckon you can do a bit better in life? Huh? You want more in your family? You're more in your kids, with your kids, more, more in your marriage, you know, more in your, um, your work situation, you know, more in your career, more with your finances, more with your relationships. Uh, hey, we want more. And I reckon, that I want to suggest to you, when you set aside three days, like New Zealand and beyond, to be with God, you position yourself for more, the more of God. How many of you know that there's nothing better than more of God? Is, does anything beat more of God? It doesn't, does that, that's, the, that's the top of the tree. That's the mountaintop, getting more of God. And, and that's the goal that I want for all of you. Give you a scripture for that, Matthew 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Whatever your need is today, can I tell you this? God's your answer. Don't look anywhere else. Whatever you've come here with a need, God, more of God is your answer. So reach out to him, believe for him, be all in for him and get the more of God and in getting the more of God, you'll get the answer that you are looking for. When people come to New Zealand and beyond, it's not just great messages. If you've never been, seriously, come and check it out. I'll tell you some of the things that happen from feedback we get. People have encounters with God that change their lives. People hear the voice of God. They have an increased passion for God. Dreams are birthed. Visions are ignited. Do you know God has a dream for your life? God has a vision for your life that is exciting. When you discover that, your life begins to make sense. 
your heart for unsaved family, friends, and colleagues increases. All of that for just three days investment. And then you step into an atmosphere of faith and breakthrough. That's an anointing Church Unlimited carries. There's an anointing for breakthrough. It's an anointing of faith. And there's not more evident than when we get it, New Zealand Beyond, because when God's people from across churches and denominations come together, there comes a presence of God and a power of God. You're not going to find it in an ordinary church service. Because when the body comes together, and it's over a period of three days, because presence builds over those days, so it's the time that you give to God, it becomes this incredible atmosphere. Do you know that at last year's New Zealand and Beyond Conference, there was a, a session that we had on healing, on healing. And then the speaker, Alan Scott, who's back this year, but next year, by the way, he said, if you feel God has healed you, would you please come to the front? Now, I was sitting at the, in the front row there, and then I saw people coming and more people coming and more people coming. I sort of started looking around like, what is this? Like, well, it, it, was, it was probably 100 people went to the front claiming that God had touched them and healed them in some way. I can't imagine what's going to happen next year. There was a power. There was a presence that was unusual. There was a lady in there, and she's in the West Campus, serious Parkinson's disease. How many of you know that Parkinson's is one of the most difficult of things to overcome? Well, she is pretty much healed of Parkinson's disease. It's just amazing. She'd probably say 95%. You know, there are all sorts of stuff she couldn't do before. And, you know, she's just, just completely different. Another person came that uh, born totally crippled in a wheelchair their entire life had never been able to stand ever. By the end of that night session, I don't know what the final details are today, the end of that night session, that person was able to get up and stand on their feet. It was just an extraordinary miracle. Another person came, had, had a serious loss that year, was just suffering great grief, tremendous grief. And during, this person was in the choir. During the course of that, that, the course of the conference, they said that God just spoke to her and gave us a key that would release healing into her grief that she'd been struggling with for so long. Joel Holm, one of the international speakers that we get coming to conference each year. How many of you have heard Joel? Many of you heard, yeah, many of you have heard him. So he's sick for months before conference. So he starts canceling appointments. He, he cancels a ministry in Australia, ministry in the States, ministry. He just cancels stuff all over the place, but he turns up in New Zealand and beyond. And we sort of say, well, what's the deal? You've canceled everyone else. So why, why have you come to New Zealand and beyond? He said, this is his exact words. He said, I had to get into the atmosphere of faith that's at New Zealand and beyond. He traveled from the United States of America, California, to get to the atmosphere of faith at New Zealand and beyond. If he can come from California, tell the person next to you, you can come from Kaitaia. Come on, <laughs> stir them up a bit this morning. I want Kaitaia to have the biggest representation percentage-wise of any, any of the churches that we have in any of our churches across the place. You know, sometimes you need the faith of others to get your breakthrough. Some, you know, we're made in, interdependent, not independent. And sometimes you try for your breakthrough, you know, pray and, all, and nothing happens. Do you remember the crippled man couldn't get healed and these four guys, right, they put him on the stretcher. And they've, they, they, they've got faith. I'm telling you, they've got faith to get this guy healed because they can't get into the room. So they go up into the roof, break a hole in the roof, and they lower the man down, and Jesus touches him, and he heals him. The, the, the key to that, that healing was the faith of the four men. The faith of the four men. 
Sometimes you need the faith of others to get your breakthrough and your healing. So when we get to something like New Zealand and beyond, you've got the faith of thousands of people there electrifying the atmosphere in the room. And that sometimes can be the key to getting a breakthrough that seems impossible for you to happen. We'd prayed for that lady with Parkinson's for years, years. Couldn't do it. But we got her in that atmosphere, the atmosphere of faith. And God did an incredible miracle. All right, we started New Zealand Beyond 11 years ago when we had two campuses, and God knew we'd have many campuses. He's clever, isn't he? God knows the beginning from the end. So New Zealand Beyond now is the annual family gathering. Family gathering. It's our large family, Church Unlimited. Anyone here into family? Yeah, we're into family here, are we? Is Kaitaia's church under family? Well, I want you to know you've got a big family and they're all going to be coming from, from Frongaway. They're going to come from uh, Auckland City, from Auckland West. They're going to come from Rotorua. They're going to come from Tuvalu. They're going to come from Sydney because they, the whole family is going to come together and they want to see you because you are a member of the family. Or are you not? Is that right? So this is like the annual family gathering. And uh, you know when there's family gathering, somebody's missing? Johnny doesn't turn up. Mum says, Where's Johnny? Oh, Johnny's too busy doing something. Oh, busy something like that. How disappointed is mum? Hey, if you're not there at the family gathering, we'll miss you. We want you to come and be a part of this great family because I believe that the hope of the world is the church family, not the church. The church gathering together is one thing, but when the church becomes a strong family, that's the hope of the world. That's the hope. The stronger the Church Unlimited Kaitaia becomes as a family, the more you're going to reach Kaitaia for Jesus. If Kaitaia Church Unlimited is just a gathering of people, oh, yeah, let's, oh we've got to get to the Sunday, 10 o'clock, we've got to get together. That's good, but it's nothing as good as the family gathering together with relationships and loving and caring for each other. So we're, the stronger the Church Unlimited family across campuses, the more impact we're going to have on touching this nation for Jesus Christ. I believe the church family is the hope of New Zealand. In fact, it is the hope of the world all over the place, wherever you are. We're one big family. So it's more than a conference. It's a family gathering. If you're not there, I will miss you. I'll say, where is so-and-so? Where is so-and-so? So we don't want to miss you. Make sure you come along and join us. It'll be great to have you there. Something that's really surprised us, listen to this next bit. As we prayed for New Zealand Beyond next year, and the whole thing of family, we we really began to sense that at next year's conference, God wants to heal families. Heal families. And I thought, wow, God, that's, that's different. That's unusual. I just think there's going to be something happening next year where families... Reunited, reconnected, joined. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen, but there's, I've never felt this. We've never felt this before in our 11 years, but something about family. That's why you're going to keep hearing this family emphasis family, family, family. You go, why are you going on about family? Because God's going on about family. <laughs> That's why we go on about family. So God's going to do something. Do you know New Zealand Beyond caters for the whole family? You know, last year's kids' conference, 300 odd kids, they reckon was extraordinary. Kids encountered God. Kids got touched by God. And I tell you, the Lord challenged my heart with something that even scares me, a visionary. (laughs) And he said this, 
is the attack. I want you to raise up a church, Church Unlimited, across campuses, where you have such a powerful kids' ministry that no children ever wander away from God. Who reckons that's a pretty good vision? Hey? Isn't that the nightmare of today's church? All these kids away from God. You know, parents who have loved God all their lives, and yet their parents, their kids are so far away. They reckon that in America, something like 80, 90% of teenage Christian kids go away from God. It's just massive. So God's put a challenge to us that, hey, I want you to have such a powerful kids' ministry. And I'm just going to believe God. If he challenges us with it, we must have the wherewithal and the capacity, the ability to do that as well. And not only that, we, we, so we cover for our kids as well. You know, one of the greatest things you could ever do for your children, if you don't hear anything else, will you hear this? The greatest thing you can do for your children, not get them to sport every week, not make sure they have a fantastic career, not make sure they get plenty of financial backing and blessing and not, not even making sure that they do great at school. The greatest thing you can do for your children, I believe, it's right up there, is get them to church every Sunday. Just get them into the presence of God. Get them into our kids program. And that, that's not a 100% guarantee for the future, but boy, that's the best thing that you can do. You might get them and think, I don't want to go to church today. Oh, I'm sick of going to church. Go for the sake of your kids. If your kids see that church is not important to you, it's not, I tell you, teenagers, it's not going to be important to them. I, I can almost guarantee it. You've got to get them, get them into the house of God and get them in that place where they can be with the Lord. And hey, at least you've done, you've done everything you possibly can, okay, for your children. I was saved during the charismatic renewal many years ago. And that was a time when God was moving powerfully in our nation. So I was born in the fire. You know, what, what do you, you say, what do you mean by born in the fire? I tell you what it's like when the fire of God's in, in, in churches and things like that. We would run to church. How many of you ran to church this morning? Like, you know, like you park your car and you just ran here. And you say, well, why would you run to church? Because we had to get the front rows. We had to, be, the church would fill from the front, folks. When there's revival, Church fills from the front, okay? And so it was almost like, there were almost like there was fights in the front row, you know, get out of my way. No, I was here first, you know, almost fights in the, now there's fights for the back row. Get out of there, I was there first. That's, that's what happens when there's revival. Prayer meetings were packed out. Seriously, you could barely get in the door. People storming heaven and crying out to God. And you would never miss church. I mean, no way on the planet would you miss church. Why would you miss being with God's people in His presence and, and hearing His voice and feeling His power? You, you would never, morning or night, and we don't even have a night service here. You'd never miss. You were just in everything. I was born in the fire. And friends, I have a dream. I have a vision. I have a passion to see the church of Jesus Christ on fire again. Where the church fills from the front. Where, in fact, where I was down in um, Invercargill. No, no, where was I? Where was I? I was in Christchurch. Christchurch. Amazing experience. I was speaking at the 40th anniversary for Radio Rima. And uh, it was in the cardboard cathedral. 20 minutes before the program was starting, the auditorium was full. It was full. We thought, what are we going to do? The place is full. Everyone's here. <laughs> so we had to start the service 15 minutes early. The day is coming <laughs> when Church Unlimited Kaitaia 
will be so full, you're going to have to start the church 15 minutes before time. Can somebody give Jesus a clap for that? We're going to see it happen. We're going to believe for it. Don't you want to be a place where you just can't wait to get to? Wouldn't that that be much better? They're thinking, oh, church again this Sunday. Didn't we go last Sunday? You know, we go two out of four. Do tick, no. My dream is that when attending church is not a duty but a passion. Where prayer meetings are packed out. I have a dream to see New Zealand turn to Jesus. You know, when you've tasted the real thing of what church can be, you're ruined. You're ruined because nothing else will satisfy. There's just nothing will satisfy. Contemporary music, <laughs> smoke machines, <laughs> swinging lights, free food. It, put it all on. We'll never, the phenomenal preaching, it just will not satisfy when you've tasted the presence and the power and the glory of the risen Savior, Jesus, in your midst. When you've experienced that, when services are electrified with God's presence, it's very hard to satisfy. So I do well to keep going. (laughs) Seriously, I do well to keep going because I know what the church can be. I've seen it. I've been in it. I've lived in it. I'll never forget it. And God forbid that I'd ever forget it. I have more fire today than I had 40 years ago when I started this journey. It just gets stronger. And I don't know if it gets much stronger. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because sometimes I'm burning with fire and people are sitting there like, really? Really? Do you come to church every Sunday? This is a joke, isn't it, Pastor? I have to live with that all the time. Can you imagine how hard that is? I'm not criticizing anyone, condemning anyone. But that's what I've got to live with. You see, the church of the West today is described in Revelation chapter 3. The church of of Laodicea, it says, the Lord says, you're not hot, you're not cold. I thought, well, that's not bad, is it? I mean, we're not cold. Are you sure we're not hot? But he said, you're lukewarm. And then he said, I'm going (laughs) to, it's hard to say it, isn't it? Spew you out of my mouth. Like Jesus said, no, no, no. Lukewarm's not, I'm not happy with that. So one of the callings on Church Unlimited and on New Zealand Beyond is this, is to raise the spiritual temperature of the church in New Zealand and beyond. How many of you reckon the church needs, temperature needs to go up across our nation? Give me a wave, yeah. We or don't, You know some of the most, Eager-looking people here are these young ones right here. Their eyes are glued upon me. I mean, it's just amazing. Like, like I often go and preach to young people, and they're <laughs> on their phones. All the, this crowd here, they're, they're all of you. It's great. It's fantastic. But we've got to raise the spiritual temperature. You see, this is put it this way. I think you'll all agree with me. A lukewarm church will never change society. Is that right? Do it. Come on, everyone say, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we agree with that. A lukewarm church will never get the job done. A lukewarm church, unlimited Kaitai, will not impact Northland. Forget it. Pack the chairs and go home. It's not going to happen. We've got to get this house on fire. We've got to get church unlimited on fire across this nation and Sydney and Tavala, everywhere. And then we'll start to have an impact upon society. We'll begin to be different from 
the rest of society. You know, they did a survey in the United States a number of years ago among Christians. 800, uh, thousands of Christians surveyed in 800 areas of social activity and behavior. Do you know what they found? There's virtually no difference between Christians and non-Christians. God help us. God help us if we're no different to the unbelievers living ungodly lives out there. But that's what surveys were showing. That's why the church needs renewal. It needs refire. New Zealand and beyond is not only getting spirit, to raise the spiritual temperature of Church Unlimited, but also to raise the spiritual temperature of the Church of New Zealand. How many of you know that is a big vision to have? We're going to raise the temperature. We're going to reach New Zealand. We're going to turn it back to Jesus. I need some visionaries to dream, join me. I need some dreamers. I need some young people who are fired up for God and who, who haven't been wrecked enough to think this is impossible. You don't have those idealistic dreams because I still have those. Despite all that I've seen across our nation for decades, I've never lost the passion. I've never lost the vision. We will turn this nation back to Jesus. We will raise the spiritual temperature of the church of New Zealand on my watch, and I am committed to it. I'm devoted to it. I'm living and dreaming and breathing it every day. That's why you hear about New Zealand and beyond endlessly from my lips. Because not a, see, New Zealand and beyond is not about church unlimited. It's not about growing church unlimited. It's about New Zealand. That's why the name doesn't even have church unlimited in it. So it's called New Zealand and beyond. It's about New Zealand and beyond. It's not to grow church unlimited. It's to grow the church of Jesus Christ, to grow the kingdom of God, just not my kingdom, our kingdom, but the kingdom of God. So it's a big vision that we have. Do I have some visionaries in this house? Are there, are there some dreamers in this place? Is there someone who can join me in this, this quest to turn this nation to God? I reckon, and I've said it, you've heard me say it a hundred times, we will get the job done <laughs> somehow. Scientific research, you may have heard a bit of this last week, tells us that the tipping point, gosh, look, my time's just about gone. All right, I'll just give you a few more minutes. Science, uh, scientific research says the tipping point is around 10%. When just 10% of a population holds an unshakable belief, their belief will be adopted by the majority of society. When the numbers of a committed opinion holders blow 10%, as in New Zealand Christianity, we're about 4%, there's no visible progress in the spread of ideas. When you're running at 4% Christians, the spread of the ideas is just not going to happen. The tipping point is 10%. 10%. So I've been thinking about this. And then once that grow, number grows above 10%, it spreads like a flame, like wildfire. So if we're going to raise the spiritual temperature just of church unlimited or church unlimited quite tire, all I need is 10% of you on fire, sold out and committed, and it'll spread like fire right across the whole congregation. Spread like fire right across Church Unlimited, all over the country. It's, do we have 10% all in in this place? Have we got 10% here? I see about 3%, hands gone up so far, maybe four, five, five percent, five, going up five, 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 five and a half, five and a half, five and a half, six, six, six. I see that hand over there, six and a half, six and a half, seven, eight, eight. Come on, I need a few more. Come on, we're not there yet. Eight and a half. Come over here. Nine, nine, nine and a half, ten. We've done it. Church Unlimited, Kaitai, on fire, sold out. It's going to spread like wildfire across the whole place. 10% is all we need. So think about this. Sorry, I'm a bit excited. I'm going to calm down right now, okay? I'm just going to go real quiet now. 10% of Christians in New Zealand on fire and sold out. 
and we'll change this nation. I just need 10%. John Wesley said, give me 300 men or women who fear nothing but God and sin, and I'll change the world. He found his 300 men. I'm just saying, God, give me 10%. Give me 10% of church young Ngati, absolutely on fire and sold out. And God, we will change this nation. We will change Kaitaia. We will change Northland. 10% is all we need. And somehow, someway, we're going to get it. A prophet was given to me very recently and said, right now, God's putting in your mouth a trumpet. He's found you in a large church where some pastors would just settle for that. Yet you've been willing to pick up this trumpet to call God's people to a new level of commitment, new level of prayer, new level of mission. The Lord is going to increase your ability to blow that trumpet clearly. Listen for this. People far away, I add, even in Kaitaia, are going to hear the sound of the trumpet. And you will suddenly see people rising up over the nation and the nation saying, we are all in. It's going to happen. Church Unlimited and New Zealand Beyond is a prophetic trumpet. It's a trumpet call. Wherever we are, we're sounding a trumpet, calling God's people to a new level of commitment, new level of prayer, new level of mission. We're prophesying to the dry bones. Ezekiel 37, 4, following, prophesy to these bones. Say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Surely I'll cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. So I prophesied, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, suddenly a rattling. Bones came together, bone to bone. But, then the, but there was no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy, son of man, say to the breath, come from the four winds, breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied, breath came on to, into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. God is going to raise up an exceeding great army in the church of New Zealand that is going to bring change and transformation. As you come to New Zealand and beyond, you will help me to blow that trumpet, to blow it loud, to blow it strong, and call people across this nation and the nations to a greater level of commitment, going to help raise the spiritual temperature of the nation. I'm going to give you one more thought of why New Zealand beyond, why Church Unlimited? Why, why Church Unlimited Kaitai? Why? Why would we do this? Recently, some of you would have seen the protest <coughs> at Parliament about removing the name of Jesus from the prayer. The Parliament. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. They were just basically ignored and rejected. It was embarrassing. It was, for me, it was embarrassing. It's like the church had no voice, no voice into the corridors of power. God is going to change that. God's spoken to me. He's going to change that. He will do that. You know, we're all encouraged to do our part to save the planet. Is that right? So we recycle our garbage. We do it, why? For the sake of our neighbors, our family. We have a social responsibility to recycle. Where nations don't recycle, the disease spreads easily. It's just a disaster where they don't do that sort of stuff. There's a massive call to do whatever we can to stop global warming. Is that right? You see these conferences, billions of dollars are spent on all this. Conferences, think tanks, the worldwide push for global warming, for, you know, recycling, all the rest of it. But friends, there's something far more important that we all need to do our part in, and that is to save our nation, our planet spiritually. Spiritually. 
We have a social responsibility for the spiritual well-being of our families, of our neighbors, of Kaitaia, of Northland. And if the spiritual climate is healthy, listen, it's going to take care of a lot of the social problems like suicide and depression and abuse and violence and homelessness and poverty and global warming, all the rest of it begin to be taken care of as we work on the spiritual climate of our region, of of Kaitaia, of Northland. That's what's going to bring change and transformation. You can throw all the money in the world, and I'm not saying you shouldn't, and all these problems, but it's probably not going to help a lot. But once you change the spiritual climate, God begins to change and transform things in a, in a mighty way because the Bible says, you know, so the Bible says, um, you know, when a, ch- a nation, when a church, sorry, when a, a, an area or a nation turns to God, there comes redemption lift, which means we all benefit greatly in every area of life, improves when the spiritual climate is good, our finances improve, family life improves, health, job, salvation of loved ones, guidance, mental health, Everything improves. Proverbs 14, 34, righteousness exalts a nation, but sinners are reproached to any people. Christian nations, Christian regions, Christian areas where the spiritual temperature is high come under the mighty blessing of God. Psalm 33, 12, blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as a heritage for himself. A nation, a region where the spiritual temperature goes up that's when your social problems begin to go down. The greatest thing Church Unlimited Kaitai can do is help change the spiritual atmosphere, firstly within the church, but then in our whole region. Of course, that's going to take prayer and all these other things. We understand that, but that's a call. The world has almost got ahead of us, haven't they? They've put us onto global warming. Save the planet, save the planet, save the planet while it's going down to hell. Yeah, I'm, I'm not against so global warming. Yeah, let's do our part. But there's something far, far important. We've got to save the planet spiritually and bring God back to the center of it all. And I believe God's going to help us to do it. You know, it's so important to reach the next generation. If we don't reach the next generation, we lose the nation. How many of you know that? We've got to reach and we've got to raise the spiritual temperature of the church for the sake of coming generations. That's why New Zealand Beyond caters for youth. There's special sessions for them. I'd love to see at least 30 young people from Kaitaia at New Zealand on Beyond setting the place on fire. Do we have 30 young people here that can come and join us? At Yeah, come on. I'm seeing a few hands go up there. Come and join us at New Zealand and Beyond. We need the next generation. I am passionate about the next generation because if we lose them, we lose the nation. We got to, I, want my, I want to make sure my generation, or at least I, pass my faith on effectively to the next generation. That's one of the biggest challenges. I've been to churches that have aged and the young people are no longer there. We've got to pass on our faith to the next generation. We cannot lose the next generation. And I believe New Zealand and Beyond is going to help us, really help us to raise up the next generation and pass on our faith to them. So you can see New Zealand and Beyond is way beyond a big gathering of great speakers. It has a huge vision and call from God. Last couple of things. Important aspect of New Zealand beyond is to be a champion for unity in the body of Christ. That's big for us. I can't go into it this morning, but we're a champion to bring the churches and denominations, and they're coming from all over the place. We worked out last year, Christchurch, we had about 250 pastors. Came, that's massive. Denominations, churches from all over the place. Unity in the body of Christ. We're champions for small churches as well. And the final reason for New Zealand and beyond is that it's a matter, it's a call of God that he's placed on us. 
It's a matter of obedience. I've said to God over the years, God, can we just stop this now? This is hard work. This is challenging. This is demanding. Can we just call it up? Emphatically, God says, no. You've got to keep doing this. You've got to keep doing it. So sometimes it's just an issue of obedience. It's the call of God upon Church Unlimited in a massive way. Church Unlimited and New Zealand Beyond, almost, you can almost make them as one. It's just connected. The whole goal is what? To reach this nation. And the nation, to reach Kaitaia. You know, when we're Rotorua, it's to reach Rotorua. It's not just to be another church in Rotorua. It's, it's to reach, you know, wherever God places us, Whangarei. Not just to be a church, but to reach Whangarei by the power of God. So, you've got a form there with you. Do you want to just grab it if you've got one nearby? There's one there, one especially just for you, all right? Now, I don't know how Paul's managed to swing this whole thing, but apparently there's some $40 tickets still available. $40, I can't believe that a world-class conference for $40 is almost like a crime. But anyway, it's going to be first and first serve at the, at the desk. Sally's going to, and it's going to be there, is that right? It's going to be there. You better get about five or six helpers because there's going to be a bull rush, okay? Hope you've got about four... Five, for FPOS machines to collect all the money, all right? So it's $40 first in, first out, no fighting, all right? Okay, no, no, we don't want anyone getting their lights punched out. It could happen up here, I know, but we don't want that to happen. It can happen in West Auckland too, believe me. Okay, $40, but otherwise it's $65. Now, the current price is $90, all right? So you might as well sign up today because by March, I'll have worn you down and you will come. So... <laughs> so why not sign up while there's a discount? Be, be a good Indian and save your money. I mean, just as smart, isn't it? And those $40, I'm, I'm almost tempted to buy some of those $40 tickets myself. I might grab 10 of them myself, actually, and give them away. So you better rush in if you want to get them. But as I close, if musicians could come, please. Also, we can arrange accommodation. Okay, if you're thinking, I can't come because accommodation, we'll arrange it. Okay, so make sure you come and we'll sort that side of things out as well. If there's a whole group of young people, we'll find you to put you somewhere together. Probably on the lawn in my backyard, but anyway, it'd be somewhere. No, no, we'll find a place for you. So here's my final statement. Will you help me blow this trumpet? calling the church to a greater level of commitment, prayer, and mission. Do you want to know something? I didn't ask for this trumpet. I didn't want this trumpet. Because it's against the tide. It's swimming upstream. It's tough. I didn't want this trumpet. But when God puts something into your hand and says, this is what I've called you to do, you just have to do it. It's obedience. I'm asking, would you join me and help me blow this trumpet? Just by your presence, just by being there, being passionate, being prayerful, being loving Jesus, worshiping, whatever you're doing, because just bring your temperature with you. If you need a bit more, come and get that as well. And let's together, Church Unlimited, let's blow this trumpet strong and loud. And let's turn this country back to Jesus. Let's see Northland impacted with the love of Christ and the gospel of salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome.